This is The Grid, presented by Victoria College. Victoria College is a public, open admission college. Our mission is to provide educational opportunities and services for our students and the communities we serve. For more information, visit us at www.victoriacollege.com to schedule your tour. Hello and welcome to episode 39 of The Grid. My name is Jeremiah Sosa, the assistant sports editor. I'm here joined by Mike Foreman, our sports editor, and Gabe Myers, our sports reporter. Uh, we want to hear from you. You can reach out to us on Facebook, on our Victoria Advocate Facebook page. You can also find us on our Advo Sports Facebook page. And you could also find us on Twitter, at Advo Sports. You can also email us any questions or comments to sports at vicad.com. All right, Mike, me and you made the trip to Austin earlier this week uh, to watch Shiner in the state tournament. Uh, Shiner, they defeated New Home in the state semifinal, but ended up far, falling to Harlington 10-5 uh, to in the Class 2A state final. It was their third straight state tournament appearance, but the Comanches couldn't get it done. Mike, you saw the game. You saw how, how that uh, you know final game played out against Harlington. What, what was kind of the takeaway that you got from – you know, from, from that game? Well, my takeaway is the thing that got Shiner where it, to the state final uh, kind of fell apart in that last game. Um, pitching and defense is what got them there. If you look at their whole entire playoff run up until the state final, they gave up a total of five runs. And then in one inning, they give up six runs. I mean, uh, that's kind of the story right there. And it's not just pitching. It was defense, too. I mean, uh, they made an error in that inning, which cost them a couple of runs. Uh, you remember there was another inning where there was a pop-up that didn't get caught that ended up costing them a run. And then you had the final two runs both scored on wild pitches. So, I mean, those are things that did not happen before the state final. Um, and, of course, like I I said in my story, in that six-run inning, all five of Harleton's hits came with two strikes. I mean, um, now there's two sides to this. Obviously, you have to credit Harleton. They had a great approach at the plate. But also, you have to look and say, what was Shiner doing there? Why weren't they changing it, changing their approach? Or were those pitches catching too much of the plate? That's kind of one of those things, you know, looking back at. But uh, that, I think, is what surprised me the most. I never thought a team would score 10 runs against this Shiner team. Um, as I pointed out, uh, Houseville scored 11 in the first game of the season for Shiner, the, its season opener. But that's when um, most of its, a lot of its starters were playing basketball still. So that, I mean, you didn't have Peterson, you didn't have Winsky. So that's understandable. But after that game, the most runs they had surrendered in a game all season was five. And yet in one inning, you know, Harlington scores six. It's just it's just kind of an unfortunate thing that, that it would happen, you know, in the state final. Mike, do you think you mentioned the, the stats with the run scoring there? That second inning, was it almost, okay, the the invincibility's gone. Like, we slayed the dragon here. Because Shiner, I think, all season has been building this, you know, they're unbeatable. You got their top two guys on the mound. They're, 
you're just not going to get to them. For Harleton to get to them, not just get to them, get to them for six runs, that almost removed, like, okay, they're just they're just another ball club now. They're not, you know, Shiner. Yeah, that it's possible. Although, um, you know, Harleton had only lost one game all season, actually less than uh, Shiner. Um, I'm sure that entered into it. I, I, I just think uh, things kind of snowballed on them there in that one inning. And, uh, you know, I thought after that we had the uh, over an hour uh, lightning delay, we never actually got any rain. But I thought, you know, that delay might help them. And it, it's kind of funny, during that delay, I, I went downstairs and I ran into uh, Kenny Mahachek, who was a pitcher on Shiner's 1981 state championship team. That was uh, Shiner's first state championship in baseball. And uh, he brought up to me that when they had played, and this was back when they played at Dishfok in Austin, they were down six to nothing and had a delay and came back and won 13 to six. So when the delay was over and Shiner comes out and scores three runs, I'm thinking, wow. Maybe this will happen. Maybe this is what Shiner needed to kind of change the momentum. But then you go back out, and uh, Harleton adds a run, and that just killed Shiner's momentum right there. And it's got to be especially disappointing after they looked so good in that game against New Home. It was a, an 11-0 win uh, in five innings. Ryan Peterson, he, he he pitched a shutout. He only gave up one hit, I believe. Um, so – you obviously disappointed coming off of that, and when you look at the senior class that Shiner has, uh, obviously Peterson, who uh, is a signee of uh, Sam Houston State, then you got Winsky, who's going to be going to UT Permian Basin, uh, and then you got Bryce Narada and, and, and another senior. So, um, you know, these three guys have r- really been with this team these last few years on all of their trips to the state tournament. So, it's got going to be a loss, uh, obviously next year, but. Uh, I know you mentioned Mike's story in your story. Uh, Peterson said how, you know, he hopes that, you know, the team in the future will be able to carry what they've learned over these past few years into, into next season and, you know, kind of hopefully to build off that. Yeah, I think uh, that that's true. Uh, six underclassmen. And, and I, I actually like what uh, Coach Bedeker did there at the end when he uh, brought uh, Landon Polar in to face the last batter. Um, that was a wise move, I think, because uh, – it wasn't so much to take Carson Schutte out. I mean, Carson will probably be their ace next year. But with Landon coming in there, you're taking a freshman and giving him a state tournament experience. So uh, he's never going to pitch next year on a bigger stage than he was there. So he has that under his belt now. He he threw one pitch and got one out. But uh, that was, I think, a smart move. Um Obviously, they're not going to have the aces like they've had, but uh, they're, they're still going to be a good team next season. And, uh, you know, I, I still expect them to be a, a force in the region. And now that both softball and baseball seasons are over, coaches, if you could send your all-area nominations to sports at Vic Ad, including the grade classification, um, the – Position, the position, and also the um, stats. Stats. Are right, we going to take one quick break and hear this commercial from White Trash Services? I'm joined by BJ Nelson. BJ, 
Wine Trash Services, what is it and, and, and what do y'all do? Well, thank you for asking. We gather trash in the counties around the Crossroads area. We've been in business for eight years, and we have dumpster, trash can, and roll-off uh, companies. And, you know, y'all are y'all are big advocates for, for sports throughout the Crossroads region. Just what makes y'all want to sponsor uh, all, all high school sports throughout the Victoria area? High school sports are amazing. One, they keep kids out of trouble. It teaches them about character, teaches them about right and wrong, uh, how to do better in life. You learn a lot of life skills in sports and especially football. And how can someone get a hold of White Trash Services to start their service, rent a roll-off, or apply to be a part of your team? You can give us a call at 361 550-1826. I have a team of ladies that answer the phone and gentlemen. So give us a call anytime, 8 to 5 during the day, and uh, we'd be happy to visit with you about any of those things. All right, welcome back. Uh, Gabe, you were recently covering a Victoria West 7-on-7 tournament. Um and, you know, according to your story, Victoria West, their their receiving core looked pretty good after, you know, losing a guy like DeAndre Fillmore. Um, what was kind of a standout, uh, you know, standout mo- moment or, you know, aspect for you of that 7-on-7 uh, seven seven tournament? I think what stood out most to me was that in a in a past in a past happy setting, in 7-on-7, seven seven, you expect quarterback receivers, they're going to be the ones to shine. And, and they did, to their credit. But it was Kamari Montgomery that – and he's, he's the alpha of the team. He's the leader. He's their guy. Even last year with Fillmore, Kamari was – they were kind of 1A – 1 and 1A. Um, Kamari Montgomery out of the backfield catching passes. He had a couple acrobatic contested catches as well. Him stepping up being that go-to guy is what stood out to me. But I got to tell you, there was a – I had a conversation, a conversation with Coach Boyce – Right after their spring game, we saw each other at an event, and we just kind of went off to the side for about 20 minutes and talked about various stuff. And one of the things he said to me, he goes, we lost a lot of receivers, but I think we have a lot of speed. We have more speed in the receiving core than we had a year ago, and that's what I think you saw in 7-on-7. Genesis Jeffries, who shined in the spring game, did well once again. Zorian Barfield, who played sparingly last season, he was a guy who really – showed out he really showed himself and that's that's the one who i expect when we start playing real games here in august and september that's a name to watch out for zorian barfield and mike it's got to be good to see you know players like montgomery and obviously camden repper their quarterback to you know be able to get some reps in 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 the summer to kind of build up to that uh you know regular season coming up in august yeah it, it is i'm i'm sure like um gabe said it would it's good to see uh, Kamari's ability to catch the football because that makes him even more valuable in that offense if they know he can come out of the backfield and uh, catch a ball. And, uh, of course, you know, there are three other teams out there, Industrial, Goliad, and Carn City. Um, Industrial, uh, I'm sure Gabe will be going back out there. Um, Industrial, Ashton Garza returned a quarterback after last year's first year as a starter. Uh, Goliad, I'm real curious. We um, we just heard they qualified for the state seven on seven tournament again. Um, I'm curious to see who their quarterback will be this year because they're going to have to replace J.P. Reyes. And Carn City, of course, has a new head football coach, so uh, that's always going to be interesting to see uh, what they do this year. 
Yeah, the, the, what I will say, watching all the teams that were there, I mean, West went, you know, West Black team, their A team with Repper and Kamari and all them, they went undefeated. They went 4 0. Um, Goliad looked like the second best team there, and you mentioned they just qualified for the state tournament. They were the only ones that were able to really handle West speed. Everyone else seemed a little overwhelmed by it. Uh, Goliad handled it well. West actually had to kind of win that game in the final seconds. Um, and in industri- with industrial, what I saw with them, a lot of height. They they had a lot of height in there, and it doesn't that doesn't always translate super well in a seven on seven setting where you can't you know you can't really get too physical. You can't you know impose yourself in that way. But I think industrial, their team, it all it almost looked better when they get out of seven on seven. A lot of height, a lot of size. I think their their personnel is going to play better once you put the pads on and once you're allowed to hit somebody. And all four of those uh, teams will be back in action on Tuesday at 6 p.m. at Memorial Stadium. All right, we're going to take one more commercial and hear this uh, advertisement from Thriving Financial. Thriving is a proud sponsor of The Grid. Thrivent believes money is a tool, not a goal. Thrivent financial advisor Carly Herrig works with clients to create financial strategies that reflect their priorities and help them protect the things that matter most, like family and giving back. Carly can be reached at 361-223-7883 or connect.thrivent.com backslash true-path-planning. All right, welcome back to our final segment of the day. Uh, now that we talked about West 7 on 7, it's time to talk about uh, Victoria East 7 on 7. They're going to be starting on Monday at 6 p.m. at Memorial Stadium uh, with teams El Campo, Calhoun, and Edna. Obviously, we talked about it in last week's podcast, but I think really if you're Charlie Reeve in the Victoria East Titans, what you're looking for out of this uh, you know, 7 on 7 few weeks of you know action is to find out uh, you know who could possibly be your starting quarterback? Uh, they got Casey Coley, who he's well. Now that they gra- that the school year is over, he's going to be a going to be a sophomore, and then um, you know Landon Partita, who's he's going to be a senior. Um, both of those guys, they have experience at the QB position. But looking at just kind of looking at that spring game, I think uh, Coley has the you know a little bit of a stronger arm than Partita, and I think that might uh, you know give him an advantage in seven on seven where. You're really looking to just pass the ball down the field. He did have a few throws that were a little bit uh, inaccurate, and Charlie Reeves said that he he would want back. But I think uh, just getting reps with your guys at, at seven on seven, it's got to be, you know, got to be good to you know get with your other receivers like uh, Nigel Prater and Bryson Ortega and Partida. It'll, it'll be interesting to see, you know, the advantage that he has being a little bit older, uh, you know going into his senior season so uh, I think it'll be a uh, you know be an interesting time for you know both of those guys and the rest of the Titans Mike you're going to be out there kind of uh, watching El Campo and whatever they have going on um, what do you what are you kind of expecting to see out of out of the Rice Birds in that seven on seven tournament well I'm really curious to see uh, El Campo because uh, obviously uh, coach Reeve Travis Reeve is uh, installing his offense so uh, I'm sure he just wants those guys to be, play, uh, to throw and catch, because uh, as we all know, El Campo's traditionally a running team. They do throw some, but not a lot. And uh, I think that's what Coach Reeve would just want to give it, see what he's got as far as receivers, 
uh, see, you know, getting getting more reps for his quarterback, just things like that. Um, Edna, of course, uh, you know, they they have uh, Jaden Clay back. He's, this is his fourth year. He, he started, uh, became a starter midway through his uh, freshman season. So, I mean, he's very experienced. Uh, it's just a matter of him uh, doing reps with his receivers. And then we have Calhoun, the uh, – the option team playing seven on seven. I always kid Coach Whitaker about that, but uh, you know, I they'll compete. I mean, uh, Calhoun goes out there; they'll compete. Uh, they they're not going to throw the ball a lot. We know that, but uh, I guess Coach Whitaker likes just to get those guys together and have them play together, kind of get used to each other, and it's good for his DBs. You know, it gives them a a chance to cover people because uh, most of the teams, obviously, they're going to play are going to run the spread. And once again, all four of those teams are going to be uh, starting their 7-on-7 seven seven, uh, experience on Monday at 6 p.m., and they'll be playing uh, the following two weeks as well. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this uh, week's edition of The Grid. From me, Mike, and Gabe, we appreciate you guys for listening, and you can catch us here again next week.